This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 137 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. And today we're questioning the premise that you need to be on social media in order to sell books. Before we get into the main topic, it is personal update time. Um, so I've had the, to um, slow down. No, I love the yeah. um, you're like, um, <laughs> yeah, I've had to slow down. Um, I definitely feel like I just need to rest a bit. Um I have a voice problem, so if I am hoarse and croaky today, that's why uh, I'm on vocal rest. I can't sing at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I've been inputting lots in, in other words, reading and watching lots of TV um, and <laughs> just, uh, yeah, trying to recharge a little bit because um, I don't want to burn out again. So, yeah, took my foot off the gas a bit. Because yeah, I know like watching TV really, really does count as like input and it's um, inspiration and it's research, but it always sounds like a lamer excuse. Oh, it sounds like 100% an excuse. I'm like, yes, I've been inputting. I've been sitting on my ass. I was so good. And inputting by watching TV. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds, maybe I need to input more. I need to input more cake as well. <laughs> Does that count as inputting? If I write a story about cake. Well, you've got to do research. To, yeah. 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 I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, one of the other things, and Julia knows all about this as well, um, is I'm trying to change my diet a bit. And I think that's part of what's going on because I've oh, tried to cut way back on my sugar, like way, way back. <laughs> and so God, I'm tired. Mm. Like, you know, we joke about it all the time. We're like, oh, I have to have sugar. It keeps me going. But, ah, oh, crap, genuinely. might actually be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so hard to quit for me, especially, because you just get to that point where you're like, oh, I just need to keep going. But then a lot of people have that with coffee. So mm. for you and I, Holly, it's it's sugar. But for other people, that's coffee. Yeah. Not pointing yeah. any fingers. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, when it, whenever I drink my like 30 second coffee of the day, I'm like, it could be worse. I could have worse addictions. Not like sugar. <laughs> um, unfortunately, sugar is also one, but. <laughs> Double whammy. Anyway, my personal update is that I actually finished something and I feel like I need a round of applause from the whole world <laughs> because I finished the short story um, for submitting for the anthology I haven't heard back about it yet but my god I finished something and um it made me realize how motivational it is for me to write with others because that's the only way I got it done was doing writing sprints with other people and I'm so thankful (laughs) for the people who did writing sprints with me because I didn't want to write I did not want to sit and write but I knew that I had to because I was doing it with other people Mm -hmm. so that's done it was a bit dramatic because I finished it and then I logged on the next day to edit it and part of it was missing and I was Mm. like oh my god (laughs) um so that that was a bit of a software issue um but I may talk about that a different time and yeah I made a big decision for the mirror souls trilogy um which Holly helped me with thank you Holly so I'm making changes and I'm actually finishing it yay finishing (laughs) it's not finished but it's (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I'm the same as Holly trying to make food changes to improve my health and ah just still trying to balance life with home education and I've got to decorate my daughter's bedroom this weekend I don't have the energy for it Mm. (laughs) maybe I'll need to stock up on chocolate um yeah life life fun (laughs) (laughs) 
So I've actually managed to do lots of writing sessions, which is a huge improvement. I mean, it's an improvement on doing no writing sessions. So well, it wasn't hard to improve on that, but <laughs> I did. And the word count that I'm doing really is not huge at all, but that is not what I'm focusing on right now at all. So I don't mind. I have written words relatively regularly and that's what I wanted to do. Now I'm currently gearing up to visiting London Book Fair next month. So it's lots of booking travel and accommodation and I need a new suitcase and I've had some new business cards printed and I've also just put in a huge huge order for a whole load of author copies of my books for the events that I've got lined up this year. Now luckily I actually rent a storage locker so I have somewhere to put them all because there's no way I could fit them all in my house but I'm just really looking forward to um, seeing how sensibly or indeed unsensibly Amazon decides to pack them because <laughs> I have seen photos on social media of um, authors who have ordered a whole bunch of author copies before and have actually received every single book in a separate envelope uh, <laughs> like, oh dream. like loads and loads in separate packets so yeah we'll see um, but yeah I'm really excited about having live events lined up and I am really looking forward to doing them but mm. say I'm, a, I'm a bit envious I I want events lined up <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't organised the writers' meetup. Man, it's this year's going quickly but slowly all at once. I know it's so weird. Yeah. So onto our question of the week. Last week I asked you, what are you using as a reader magnet? And over in our Facebook group, Isabel Wiles said, "I have a 30k novella origin story that leads into my main series. This can also be read after reading book one, which is the convertible cookie option that Tammy talked about." And Meg Jolly says, "Great episode. I have several cookies. I use bonus epilogues and prequel novelettes in one pen name where they work effectively. For my newest pen name, I used a standalone short novel to build my list to launch the pen name. Now I use a bonus for existing readers in the back of my book to get them onto the list. As the crime series is set in real locations, it's an interactive map." with key places in each book marked my readers seem to really like it I absolutely love that especially that as, is cool yeah Meg's local to me as well and it's it's set around here so um yeah I can definitely understand why that would be appealing mm. um so over on Instagram um Edwin said I don't have the bandwidth to put the stories I want to write aside long enough to craft anything worthy to be a reader magnet in the same way the mind shift between working on my primary plot and coming up with a compelling newsletter on some regular basis remains beyond me so I really hope that the episode was helpful in both of those things uh, for you Edwin. Melinda says, right now I'm using my novella Fire and Snow as the free cookie, but after listening, I think I need more options. And uh, Shane said, uh, I love Newsletter Ninja 1 and 2. Tammy is a legend. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> I'm using The Thief's Magic, a prequel short story that, I, that takes place just prior to the events of book one in the series. It tells the origin story of one of my side characters. So thank you to everyone who answered the question. We really appreciate all the replies and I really enjoyed seeing what you guys are all doing. Yep. And this week we want to know, how would you tackle a book release with no social media at all? Mm-hmm. So no new patrons this week, but a huge thank you to all of our current patrons. We really do appreciate the support. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive access to our off-air banter, and the chance to join in with our monthly sessions of Sprints and Giggles, an evening where we do writing sprints, answer questions, and have a laugh. If you'd like to join in and also support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. Be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media grab a screenshot share it directly from your podcast platform or even take a selfie with it just remember to tag us so that we can share it too it means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show so let's move on to our main topic and the thought of life without social media 
<laughs> in some ways it sounds blissful in other ways no <laughs> yeah we were talking about doing this topic and I was like yeah no I don't I don't know if we should even talk about this because how can anyone um but that's just because that's where my life is at I guess <laughs> on social media yeah so let's let's put the question out there um are there you know is it the case that the really successful authors who are killing it are actually busy writing rather than spending time on social media there's you know I think there's (laughs) an argument to be made there that that might be the case (laughs) but then there are also some very very big prolific writers who are incredibly active on social media um mainly I must say mainly I notice it on Twitter uh Stephen King is incredibly active on Twitter and I wonder if it's because you know like Twitter is all about short things you know and there's no requirement to take to spend an hour let put make putting together a nice flat lay to take a photo of (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And I think it just, there's sort of history there, isn't there? Twitter became the place where a lot of celebrities were quite mm-hmm. quite early in its yep. evolution, like more so than Facebook. Um, and I think it still kind of has that element to it a bit. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quicker and easier than Instagram. Um, so yeah, I think it has that appeal. Yeah. However... Do you think Stephen King relies on Twitter to sell books? I'm sure he doesn't at all. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem to be um, because I I have um, one foot in the indie world and one foot in the trad world. And I know a heck of a lot of trad authors. And, you know, in general, it is a generalization, but in general, in my personal experience, there is a bit of an indie trad split on this uh, with indie authors relying a lot more on social media and being way more active in actually marketing their books on social media. A lot of trad authors that I know are very active on social media. Again, Twitter is very much the place that they are, but they're not constantly marketing whereas um indie authors it's quite different and it it, that is a massive generalization and it's just my personal experience of what I've seen but I do see that quite quite a distinct split between trad and indie authors Mm. yeah that's interesting yeah so let's just clarify the terms that we're using just in case people aren't sure sure what counts as social media and this caused quite a debate. <laughs> it did. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to argue when we say things like Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Obviously, definitely social media. Mm-hmm. How about YouTube? I would say yes. I yeah. would say YouTube is social media. Yeah, personally. I think it's, it's morphed, hasn't it? It's... Mm. Um, I would have said, you know, a couple of years ago, well, no, it's it's different. But the the comments section, I think, makes it more like social media. Then the comment mm. section's always been there. Yeah, I know it has. But I don't know. The way I feel about it has changed. And I wonder mm. if the way people are using it has changed. Yeah. Like, you've got the communities, like, tab thing now and the short, you know. So it's kind of like it's become an amalgam of like Instagram and um, Facebook as well. And I don't know, it's, it has Mm. changed and it feels different to how it used to be. Yeah. Although I do see people where I've watched videos about social media and specifically about people quitting social media for their mental health or whatever. um, They're on videos on YouTube commenting about how they've quit all social media. And we're like, (laughs) yeah, but you're on YouTube. Mm. It's still social media. Yeah, I can I understand it, why people would see it as different. I think anything where you connect with other people is social mm. media. And essentially, that's what we're trying to do as authors, isn't it? Connect to readers. 
Mm. Yeah. And other writers in some cases. Yeah. But if you are not a content creator on YouTube, if you are just a consumer, are connections really happening? Even if you do engage with the comments, which of course an awful lot of people don't, you, you know, it's post and run. Like you, I know some, some people do get into debates and stuff in the comments, but they seem to only be like a few yeah. people. It's not, it's not like widespread. Don't some people do that on Instagram, post and run? Yeah. But do they do they comment? Like I'm I'm just talking about the commenting. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you get trolls who will comment and run, but that's not typical of most users. Where most reusers on Instagram, if they go to a post and they like it and they comment on it, there is some sort of connection and exchange happening. There is a the development of a relationship between the viewer and the content creator. I will say then in that in when you're talking about YouTube like that, that is very much TikTok as well, because there are a heck of a lot of people who have a TikTok account that only use it for watching videos. They never, ever post. So they are not content creators Mm. at all on TikTok. And TikTok is while there are discussions happening, it is also a comment and run kind of platform. If if we think about it from an author point of view, there are lots of authors on YouTube who mm. share videos about books and writing and their books and have gained a lot of followers because purely because of that. And I can think of several people who have done that. Yeah. Same with TikTok. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably go round and round in circles on this one. Yeah. I say, it, it I say, go, God damn it, yeah. but it's social media. It does go to show that it is <laughs> not a clear black and white answer this is social media this is not you know we can't agree on it between ourselves so yeah (laughs) Yeah. and the other one we discussed was chat apps like discord and slack which have Mm. big servers with sections and reactions etc and voice chats and text chats and all of that Mm -hmm. is a chat app social media see i want to say no you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) because you're not you're not posting like you know content in the same way you're not you know you might be taking part in an ongoing conversation but you don't have you know here is a distinct post that can then be reacted to it's just then, part of an ongoing I don't, stream I don't agree because if you're the person who owns that space that becomes a social media space, just like your Instagram feed or your TikTok Mm. or, you know, so if you're the one controlling the narrative and the conversations and you're the one keeping it going as well, because Mm. if you disappear, the whole thing will probably die and they'd go somewhere else. um, I feel like that is social media. I feel like there's a difference between community and social media. And I think somewhere where you build a community, like a Discord server is distinct from but, so would that but you, make a Facebook group yeah. distinct from a Facebook page? Because it's exact, it's the same yes. thing, except it's in a different format. Yes, but because it's on that platform, it's part of the whole package and people will go to it while they are on that platform. Yeah, because then, then um, social media is decided by the platform, not the kind of interaction you have on it. Mm. seems to be the conclusion we're coming to here, which is well, interesting you can I come to that conclusion so yeah no, you, <laughs> I have a different conclusion yeah and uh, I bet there are people out there who agree with me and we the, the other one we discussed <laughs> is <laughs> Patreon which is obviously a membership site and it's um, Holly says it's closer to a mailing list than social media but it may be seen as similar to social media so I still think Patreon is social media it's just mm. closed it's, it is a really interesting one. And uh, yeah, I think if you had a Venn diagram of like what is and isn't social media, I think Patreon and Discord would be in the overlapping section. So if somebody was running a Patreon and even if they were running a Discord server as well and they said, I am social media free, I would, I'd, I'd, well, I wouldn't feel bad agreeing with them. I'd be like, yeah, I, I reckon you're right on that. But if somebody also said, no, that is social media like you, Julia, I, I, I can see that 
arguing it as well. For me, it's the interaction with a mailing Mm. list. You don't get much back from people, do you? I know some people will reply or like Holly does. She has little polls on her newsletters, which I love because I like I like giving my little opinion, um, (laughs) as everyone knows, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But I think when you've got people interacting with you, I mean, that's the hope for Patreon and Discord, isn't it? Mm. That people will, you know, join in Um, that to me, that's social media. That's just me. It's such an interesting debate and I find it fascinating that we can't even decide and agree between (laughs) ourselves. Um, But yeah, like I'd love to hear what all our listeners think. Weigh in, come and tell us on social media what you think counts as social media. Which social media? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Who's right, Julia or Holly? (laughs) Or or the annoying fence sitter, Angeline? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> okay so now we've cleared up that we've totally <laughs> yeah, we cleared that up yeah, i don't know um, <laughs> now we've much. discussed that um <laughs> so let's talk about you know can you can you be a successful author without social media and i think it completely depends on your goals and what strategies you want to employ yeah absolutely because we I think we get very caught up in the fact that we're all doing this as a business, but there are a lot of self-publishers out there who have no interest in running a business and have no interest in making lots of money and having loads of fans. They just want to publish books. And if that is your goal, that you just want to get your words out there and you don't care if you make any money, that is a perfectly good goal. And then you can absolutely go, I have no interest in being on social media and thinking up stuff to post every day. That's mm. fine. Often I don't want to be out there thinking <laughs> up stuff to post every single day. And and yet I think it depends very much on your strategies. And a thought that I had is I think it depends a lot on your audience as mm. well. I mean, we're always harping on about you don't need to be on every social media platform. Think about where your readers are. And so I think it can make a huge difference whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction. You might be writing books very specifically for the business sector or academic books. And I think your strategy would be totally different. And also children's books. I mean, Mm. your actual readers, I know children aren't buying the books, you're marketing to the parents and librarians and schools, but the children are not on social media because they're not allowed to be. They shouldn't so, be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they shouldn't be. Um, and I, so I think also your audience makes a huge difference to your book marketing strategy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are the alternatives? If you're not going to be on social media, or if you, you don't think it's the right thing, how else are you going to sell books because there are actually lots and lots of ways um and that's without even getting into the whole you know how much how much you know buy my book should you be doing on social media which is a whole other conversation (laughs) (laughs) yes so if your name is not Stephen King then (laughs) you need something else to sell your books obviously a big backlist really helps but obviously that takes time that's not something that you're going to be able to launch with unless you have already taken the time before launching yourself as an author it also it doesn't guarantee that people are going to find your big backlist no No, not at all no but it's still helpful to have yeah yes and and the fact remains (laughs) once you have a large catalogue of books once you start finding readers and we'll talk about how you're going to do that in a second then there is, you know, assuming your books are good and you have, a, you know, a way to communicate with them, mm. they will very likely buy the backlist and boost your sales. So it's a very powerful weapon. Um, yes, especially if your backlist is series, um, related books and in the same-ish genre. Yes. <laughs> you know, if your backlist is like, totally different unrelated books that is not going to have a lot of crossover with your readers then I I don't think that backlist is going to help you 
yes. that much less useful <laughs> yes <laughs> but of course you are almost certainly going to be selling your books on the largest book browsing website there is amazon um and you so you by advertising on amazon running those amazon ads pumping money into that system then that's like fantastic visibility you mm-hmm. can't get that co- sort of visibility anywhere else because people are seeing your adverts in the place they are actually going to buy your book yep so and of course other platforms do have their um advertising options as well kobo have promotions mm-hmm. um if you publish direct through them rather than through an aggregator you can get access to the promotions um which i've done quite a lot of and they yep. are very effective um and i I think there are other options um, for some of the other retailers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another obvious big one is BookBub. Um, they have they have their you know paid uh, their big you know um, the when people say I got a BookBub and they're all excited they're talking about mm, the the big promos, the deals yeah the deals which are very expensive very hard to get but they do have an a la carte option which anyone can use um, I've dabbled with it I haven't had great success with it yet but the targeting is really really good really specific you can get as granular as you can with Amazon ads um, with the added benefit of reaching people on different platforms um, so that's that can be a very very powerful option yeah and um, there's lots of other paid newsletter promos that you can do with places like fussy librarian and e-reader news today and all of those so yeah there are loads and loads of uh paid advertising that you can do you could you could even um buy a a google ad as well to get your website at the top of the search engines um you know there there are so many and of course, we've got to remember that if you're not social media free, you can't be advertising on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> yes. um, I know I have never done Facebook adverts, but I know a lot of authors who largely rely on them. But if you're social media free, then you can't be using Facebook ads because you absolutely have to have a Facebook page to run ads what if you outsource if if you outsource see but would that count as social media free because then you could say i'm social media free but i have a va who posts regularly on social media for me (laughs) (laughs) which personally does make you social media free (laughs) but not your brand so yeah yeah and there is a difference and obviously we're talking about slightly you know we've got two kind of related things here you've got being social media free for yourself for your own Mm. mental health and well-being and time protection um but then you've also got just the sort of in principle of not using social media in order to sell books if you are using facebook advertising even outsourced you are Mm -hmm. using that platform to sell books so yeah (laughs) slightly different things um so on, on to the biggie that we, we may have mentioned this a few times on this podcast. Before. It might have been the main topic last week. <laughs> a little bit. Mailing lists. <laughs> oh, if you do not have a mailing list yet, do get it now. <laughs> right now. No, finish listening to this episode and then set up a mailing list. Yeah. In fact, go to our website and we'll have a link to mailer list, yes. which is the platform <laughs> we recommend. <laughs> the the best thing about mailing lists is that you own it now I may have all sorts of followers on social media but if that social media platform decides to shut down my account for any reason which absolutely does happen or indeed the platform shuts down altogether we're all old enough to remember MySpace um (laughs) that's it they're gone you cannot reconnect with those followers unless they're on your mailing list you own your mailing list it's a very powerful thing (laughs) but you need to actually write newsletters not just have a mailing list (laughs) 
<laughs> and not say anything to them like I do. <laughs> or or hire a wonderful wonderful VA to do your newsletters for you, as I now do. Oh really? <laughs> oh, do you? I didn't oh, know that. well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. My secret is out. <gasps> <laughs> so the the big power of the mailing list uh is you know you can once you have one it's quite easy to get people onto it um because there are loads and loads of wonderful um resources out there for you such as book funnel and story origin and prolific works you can do swaps with other authors um you know there are so many ways now to get people onto your mailing list and get your reader magnet into people's hands and get people reading your books that does not require social media absolutely yeah and the great thing about your mailing list is hopefully at least those people are already fans of your book you are not marketing completely cold to them they are at the very least warm leads (laughs) if not hot which is what you want um and one way to um, connect with your mailing list and to get the most out of them is to get a launch team out of your subscribers. So those are people who will get advanced review copies of your books in not in return <laughs> because, <laughs> because we we um, follow Amazon's terms of service. Um, They get advanced review copies of your books for free and they choose to leave a review. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I mean, I think we we have talked about newsletter strategies in previous episodes quite a lot. Um, Obviously, we're big advocates of that as as an option. And I, I think that's the, for me like that's the big alternative aside mm. from ads ads is kind of like if you're not going to do social media basically you have to do ads and or mailing list they're yes. just they are the replacement I agree yeah. yeah so what other options do we have what else should we be thinking about if we're not using social media so content marketing is still a thing um I'm not sure what's happened with the blog market um I haven't been blogging for a while I feel like nobody blogs anymore but that could just be because I'm out of that circuit but you know there is you know sites like reddit are still you know very very well populated um you can podcast and one of the great things with podcasting which admittedly is potentially more difficult for fiction than non-fiction but if you have a good idea and can make it work and you produce audiobooks then you can market your audiobooks to your podcast listeners because they are audio consumers so that it's like for like yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, and there's you know there are a lot of content marketing options out there for you if you don't want to run your own podcast you can be a wonderful guest on lots of other podcasts as well mm-hmm. and a guest blogger for that matter yes and so you write don't... articles and things yeah but I I'm the same I I actually I do still have a traditional blog page on my website but it is not run as a blog it is headed as news and I just use it to post news items so yeah I don't blog anymore either but I did yeah. for many years yeah okay julia do you want to take the next thing on the list why because i've been sitting here so quietly yeah it's only because i'm thinking to myself (laughs) i just just go with social media it's easier (laughs) (laughs) why why would you not want to because i just think yeah obviously ads are really helpful mailing this definitely but both those alongside social media is a double whammy like why wouldn't you but yeah the other option you have is rapid release um releasing lots of books in a short time is sure to grab the attention of readers who have no patience. Um, it's a little frustrating when you write, release a book and everyone's like, when's the next one out? And you're like, yep, I've not even started it. So leave me alone. Um, and then another you have is Kindle Unlimited. 
and that's especially helpful for new authors um i've found this i use kindle unlimited for my books because people um are hesitant to spend money on a book of an author they don't know i don't know if they're going to enjoy it so kindle unlimited allows them to just give new authors a try you know and they're not out of pocket if they don't like your words mm-hmm. so yeah i've i've found both those helpful but I only found that Kindle Unlimited uh, was boosted um, once uh, I had some social media exposure to my books with book boxes and things like that. So um, you can't just rely on Kindle Unlimited, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the times have changed quite a bit. It used to be the case that, you know, by rapid releasing into KU, Amazon would sell the book for you. And that isn't the case anymore. Um, But I do think there is a certain amount of um, algorithm tickling that can still be done. Mm. Um, (laughs) And if if I was to dump social media and do this, like if I launched a pen name and decided no social media, then rapid release KU would be my strategy. Especially if you're a romance author. Romance authors do really well (laughs) in Kindle Unlimited. And I do wonder about Kindle Vela. Um, Obviously, it's only in America still, I believe. Yes. Um, but I think Kindle Vela will kind of change things a little bit. We'll have to see what happens with that. Mm. Um, I'm not a big fan of the episode way of releasing books personally. Mm. But um, I think, I don't know, people are consuming shorter amounts of things mm-hmm. uh, these days. And they seem to have a shorter attention span somehow uh, because of social media, I think. Because we're consuming these little snippets of uh reels and quick videos and little snippets of writing on twitter and things like that i think people are just starting to move towards wanting little and often yeah and i think you know you have a whole load of readers who just read like on their phone on their commute Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they want short things that they can read in a single 20 30 minute bus ride or whatever Um, and it worked quite well for charles dickens Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> true yeah yeah um and just so that we're covering all our bases um there is a kobo's um subscription um platform as well which has rolled out to more countries now so if which you don't doesn't require exclusivity yes. if you want to be wide if you don't want to have all of your eggs in amazon's basket um kobo's platform does do that as well so um again that you know you could potentially pursue the same sort of KU strategy but wide using them yeah Yeah. um I think yeah writing to market in a high traffic genre helps (laughs) yeah (laughs) sticking to that genre probably helps (laughs) Um, see Holly and Angeline's faces because they know that their (laughs) books are so strange strangely placed genre wise aren't they some of mine are but this is this is the direction I'm going in I am I'm reading almost exclusively books in the genre that or the subgenre that I'm moving into and I'm working really hard to place my next series yeah Yeah. exactly what I'm doing my new series is so so written to market yeah and titled to market Yes, titles and covers and book descriptions all on market, all on trend. Yes, but still not a huge high traffic genre. But (laughs) I, you know, I will, I'll say it, I'll say it, you know, I will always bow down to people who can write romance because I just can't. Mm. So apparently (laughs) romance though. So I, I heard fairly recently that Shifter Romance is doing particularly well at the moment, which is, you know, slightly annoying because my Shifter series is not that romantic. So I can't quite get away with mm. trying to push that. But more specifically, I have learned it's Shifters in Space. That's what's I hot right now. That. Oh, I could do that. You could in do that, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wolves in space. Why not? <laughs> so all yeah. that, you know, um, gravity free shenanigans uh that's really specific and really random yeah i i have a feeling that we're also potentially talking tentacles just (laughs) i'll just leave that hanging there oh my god okay (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a movie recommendation for you that um, I'll tell you about after. Nicole, we want to hear it. Right. Um, so other strategies that you can y- utilize a lot to help you market books without social media is live events. Um, again, this, this is quite audience specific. Um, I mean, obviously, you can do live events with any audience whatsoever, but certain audiences, um, you know, it's it's it works better with like, for example, children's books, because you can go and do a lot of school visits, library visits, uh, children's events. Again, um, nonfiction business books, you can be going and giving talks on your subject and selling your books at the back of the room these sort of things um things things like comic cons um conventions that are very specific on genre so there's a lot of live event options for you out there of course you can also go and hire a place and do a book launch if you want to as well um also physical bookshops um you know as indie authors we kind we kind of focus on the online market a lot but physical bookshops are still there they're still around there's a lot of independent ones um and even i mean i know in in here in the uk a lot of people are very very um successful at getting um events into waterstones yeah waterstones are very very open to events so yeah and i think as well it's a little bit kind of genre and audience dependent if you write books that have local interest which I know like Mark Lefebvre does um Meg Jolly who we just mentioned earlier um if your books are set in the local area then local especially independent bookshops will be quite keen to get you in and so that's a, a really strong strategy if that's what you write yes absolutely yeah so if you if you've got a nice niche then really look for ways that you can make the most of that niche that you're using yeah definitely yeah okay so what are our concluding thoughts i'm particularly keen to hear from julia (laughs) have we persuaded you no (laughs) no not really only because i know that if i didn't have social media um I wouldn't have necessarily found this information as easily as well as an author learning how to market and stuff that mm. I mean social media is where I've learned a lot of things Facebook groups um the 20 book uh 20 books to 50k group I I found that invaluable in the beginning and connecting with other authors and the majority of reviews on my books are from other authors because mm. readers don't seem to want to leave reviews. It's a bit bizarre. Um, <laughs> I think authors understand the importance of them, mm. don't they? Yeah, so I, no, I do, I see the value in all of the things we've just talked about. I think they're all really important. I think they're all really beneficial. But I personally would prefer to do that alongside social media. Mm. Because but- I think if if someone's, the, I mean, I guess this is just a personal thing, because if I was looking for an author, I'd go to their social media. If I wanted mm. to know about what was happening with them or were they releasing anything new, I'd go to their social media. But then perhaps that's just uh, a demographic thing. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I do as well. In fact, any company mm. at all, I head straight to their social media. And if they're not on social media, I'm a bit like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think having a social media presence makes you trust someone a yeah. bit more. I don't because know. I, if Why? I if I come across a company that I don't know that I've not used before, I'm much more likely to follow them on social media before buying mm. than subscribing to their mailing list because that feels like more of a commitment than following them on social media. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know, social media, I think what you're saying there, Julia, about trust is it's social proof. If they've got other mm. people following them and liking them and commenting saying, oh, yeah, I read this book. It was great then it's social proof, um, which helps you to trust that they are that producing good content. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I behave much the same way. But I think I would just like everyone to know that they have options. Yes. And that 
you know, if you really don't want to be on social media, if you are, you know, very introverted, if you don't want to share much about your life, if you can't come up with content ideas, you have other options. And I Mm. think it's really important that we talk about that and, you know, open up the conversation. Yeah, definitely. I was I was trying to think to myself, would I launch a book without social media? And, do you know, I think if it was in a series, like not the first in series, but one further down the line, then absolutely I would. Mm. But I don't at the moment, I don't think I would. But then my strategy involves social media. You know, I'm not set up for a social media-less strategy. So. Yeah. I it's went something to, you um, have to put some attention on, isn't it? Mm, Plan for. I went to a webinar recently where he was talking about, um, this is an author, don't ask me his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but he was talking about how ads are struggling at the moment and that he's not getting as much return on ads as he used to. And this is the thing with the whole... Um, author world and publishing world is that things which worked in the past mm-hmm. aren't going to stay the same and things will change and one thing he talked a lot about was um, social media influencers so not necessarily uh, using your own social media to sell yep. your books but connecting with influencers who can sell them for you and that's what I've found beneficial mm-hmm. like with the book box is that um you know, the, the person who organized the book box, she sent um, a box to a YouTuber who has a really big following. Um, and this YouTuber did, you know, an opening, opening the box video, an unboxing, that's what it's called. Oh my God. <laughs> um, she did an unboxing video of, of my book box. So my book is now on YouTube, you know, of this person who's being followed by thousands of people, tens of thousands of people even. Mm. Um, and that was, that didn't really cost me anything. You know, mm. I just I connected with the right people, and yeah, so influencers are helpful, mm. but you need to be polite to them. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I just I don't mean go and find like the bookstagrammers with the most followers and go um, buy my book or here's my book, read it. You know, you've got <laughs> to kind of develop connections with these people. Yes, don't cold DM people asking for help. No, that's not okay, guys. No. <laughs> Please don't start DMing us going, well, can you sell my book for me? Because we will all say no. (laughs) I think that I just like the way that content can spread on social media. That's what I like about it. Whereas like an ad, you know, is obviously directed at certain people. But, um, you know, so I'll I'll make a post about my book and someone will share it. And and then those people will see it and maybe they'll share it. And it kind of blossoms out from that. And, and they're all connected to each other because they like the same things. I just, I, I find it fascinating as well. But mm. this isn't an episode about social media. This is an episode about no social media. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> Fine. And I think, you know, like with all things, it's, it's very personal. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. And like we said at the start, it depends on your strategy. And if you want to just limit yourself to one social media and do that one platform very well, that's actually probably the best thing to do and not yeah. to worry about all of the other platforms. But Definitely. still get a mailing list. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and email them regularly. <laughs> Sorted. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that wraps us up mm-hmm. on our no social media. So we'll move, swiftly move on to a would you rather question, um, which is strangely um related in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you rather make a museum exhibition of your school photos or of your google search history <laughs> <laughs> wow that was brutal oh, school photos. really <laughs> no I'm like, concerned about you. Why you two are googling now? <laughs> your search history. First of all, it's very personal. You know, it just is, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. it, because it gives such a, an overview into your life and your brain. But second of all, <laughs> there are some things that could just be taken completely the wrong way, mm-hmm. especially when you're researching for books. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially if you have any kind of killing in your books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or like yeah 
Yeah, how long does it take a body to decompose at this temperature? I, you exactly. know, I could do without the world knowing that I'm researching things like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's the stuff that's not anything to do with your books that is personal, you know. Health things would be the <laughs> icky one when you've Googled health things. Exactly. Um, but the vast majority of my museum exhibition of my Google search history would be mostly me um, Googling synonyms for words <laughs> What's another word and for? definitions yeah. of words to make sure I'm using them correctly. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very boring, I think. I'm trying to think if I've got any really embarrassing school photos, and I don't think I have. And... I have some horrendous ones. <laughs> like, Mine aren't that bad. Truly awful. <laughs> There's just, when I was little, I had... I still have a fairly big forehead, but it was like no. massive forehead. So when I was like four or five years old, those first couple of pictures. So they're a tiny bit embarrassing, but that's the worst of it. You did so. not have a big forehead. Look how big your forehead is compared to mine. Mine's bigger than <laughs> I yours. Know. Are I'm, you saying I'm, I'm, forehead? I'm looking at the video and I'm like, <laughs> mine looks bigger. <laughs> yeah, mine, it's changed. My face shape has changed from when I was four, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you can uh, leave my Google searches out of it. Thanks. Although I don't use Google. I don't trust Google. No. <laughs> duck, duck, On that note, <laughs> just a reminder of our question of the week. How would you tackle a book release with no social media at all? And remember that if you want to join us for sprints and giggles and get all of the other benefits, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. <laughs> We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. We're also on Patreon, which is social media as well. <laughs> <laughs>